Hi, folks. It's Colonel Jeff Fox, producer of This Week with Larry Miller, here with your weekly Larry update. Uh, Larry's still doing well. Dr. Chris and I didn't get to visit him since last week's show, uh, since he and I have both been battling colds and we didn't want to get him sick. But he's resting up and getting better every day. As I've said before, we're giving him all the time he needs. It's a good idea, and it is literally doctor's orders. And like the saying goes, what wound did ever heal but by degrees? So as always, thanks again for all your patience and support. It makes all the difference in the world. And I just want to let you know that I've been printing out your comments from the virtual Get Well card at LarryMillerPodcast.com and showing them to Larry. And he's actually been listening to this podcast in his own absence, which is funny because he never had the time to listen to it before. So he's actually listening right now. Hi, Larry. Everybody say hi to Larry. Okay, personal message for Larry. Hang in there, pal. Dr. Chris and I will come to visit you soon, as soon as we get over our creeping crud virus. Anyway, I'm going to read some more of your comments. Mark Casebolt says, Is that one of those Pluto is a planet swizzle sticks in your mouth? I sure hope so. It would mean that you're feeling better for sure. Head injuries are a sign that you're thinking of poetry while drinking, which is okay in moderation. But it can lead to harder stuff like limericks or even shudder haiku. We're all pulling for you, Larry. So we want you to take the time you need to come back and tell us the story of clumsiness or grace that got you where you are today. Get well, pal. Wes writes in and says... There was no better tribute to you and your recovery on Saturday afternoon than I'll have another beating the odds to win the Kentucky Derby. I have a pretty good feeling that the rookie jockey had an LMDS card in his tiny wallet. Continue to get well, and we're all looking forward to having you back in the fold soon. Mark writes in and says, I hope this isn't part of the LMDS secret handshake, or else I'll join something safer, like the Fight Club. Get better soon, Larry. Like a country needs its president, the LMDS needs its Larry. Julie writes in and says, I miss you, Larry. Get well soon, friend. Uh, Coco Archibong says, On pins and needles waiting for a hamper update from the hospital. In the meantime, the shortest joke of the week ever. A dyslexic man walks into a bra. And we have a telegram from Seamus. Seamus says, News has been sparse to this region, but all indications seem positive, which we were glad to hear. Stop. We'll stay by short wave awaiting updates. Stop. Avoid leash therapy if possible. Stop. Warmest regards, Seamus. Stop. And Lewis writes in saying, we're going to floor. Get well soon, buddy. That's a good joke. And Bill from Ottawa says, Larry, all kidding aside, isn't it about time you got back from that secret trip to Hawaii? Can't do without you, pal. And there's a matter of the unemployed band. And that brings us perfectly into what we have on tap as the encore presentation for this week. It's an episode from last year called Eating Charlie Sheen for Lunch. This is yet another one of my favorite episodes, and I believe this one contains the first time we ever did the orchestra bit at the top of the show. This just started out as the idea to say the Ace Broadcasting Orchestra, and then Larry just kind of kept fleshing it out and joking and improvising as the weeks went on, and now we have the bit as you know it. Anyway, thanks again for all your jokes, comments, and kind wishes. Let's once again toast to Larry's continued and speedy recovery. Nominum quid geminis, everyone. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Mr. and Mrs. America, and on all, everyone who likes hot dogs, it's This Week with Larry Miller, with Chris Loxamana, Jeff Fox, and Francis Bradley, and the Ace Broadcasting Orchestra.
Yeah, that's right. That was them you heard in the background. You know, the reason we're going to put that in every week, Francis Bradley is a good friend of Jeff's, and and Jeff says he's a fan of the show, which is very nice, but he said, because Kurt wrote in, this is great. I want to start right off with this, that he says, by the way, I've been waiting patiently for the Larry Miller Drinking Society card, but you've turned me into Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Everyone who listens to this show knows A Christmas Story, I'm sure, and knows Ralphie, and what a great movie it is. And he said he, he, he thinks it's like a call callback to old-time radio days and that he always expects us to be sending out secret messages and uh, also to be saying things like, yes, featuring Chris Laksamana, Jeff Fox, and Phil Harris in the orchestra. And Jeff was just in here and I said, you know, we've got to do that every week. Just every week, we've got to have another classic band. That's right, Swing and Sway with Sammy Kay. And let's be honest, who else is going to know that? But we can do that, a different orchestra every week. And that's why Jeff said, why don't, why don't you start with Francis Bradley and the Ace Broadcasting Orchestra? <laughs> and so we're going to put that in every week because Kurt's right, by the way. It, it does, it evokes... Look, that's the heads we all have. You and I and Jeff and Chris have the same head and heart and ear. We hear these things and we see these things together. And by the way, let me do this. You know, as he mentioned, let me just do this to start because this is our first sponsor, GameFly.com, which is not like which is like Netflix, but for video games. I thought I was getting smoother at that, but I'm not. <laughs> It's Gamefly.com, which is over 7,000 titles for all consoles, including... It's so sad that I have to keep reading this phonetically. I feel like ABBA. That it's PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii. Remember, in case you missed that episode, Jeff wrote that out phonetically. Well, we'll post it on the, on the show because he knows that... Essentially, he's dealing with an idiot. And uh, it's they have free shipping both ways. Gamefly.com. Games are delivered right to your door. And by the way, I've used Net Netflix before at the house. We've ordered movies with them. But you know what? If you like games, these guys are apparently pretty terrific. Gamefly.com. Because you never have to drive to the store again. These are the bullet points. Save a lot of money. Who doesn't like to save money over buying as little as 54 cents a day? And as it was pointed out, if you buy the thing, then they send you the box from it so you can cancel your membership at any time and their parental controls go to acelarrymiller.com click on the gamefly banner or just go directly to gamefly.com slash larry miller to get an extended special free trial for this week with larry miller listeners if you are someone who would get games try gamefly so uh thank you in advance if you do that if you're the type who's going to order games anyway and who isn't well, I'm not, but that's that's neither here nor there. If you if you like games, get them from GameFly.com, and who knows, maybe it'll lead to other sponsors. But uh, that's why, though, I wanted to tell Kurt had that great idea. It made us think of this is this is like in a way the old radio days, which is such a wonderful thing to evoke. And we, uh, by the way, I signed a bunch more cards. They're going out now too. That's why the uh, some of the folks sent in handwritten letters that I wanted uh, to read to you as part as part of the show today. But the first thing I have to talk about, have I mentioned my contact with Peter Billingsley from A Christmas Story? I bet I haven't. Because John Favreau, whom you may know from uh, so many movie parts, I just saw him again, by the way, in Rudy. He played the best friend. And uh, 
He's been in so many things. He's, he's great friends with Vince Vaughn. They're very, very funny together. And he's a great director. And I met him because he used to have a show he was hosting called Dinner, with F- Dinner for Five. And you would have a meal, and then he invited people over. You'd talk shop. And it was a lot of fun. And it was I, I was on with Penelope Ann Miller and uh, Lee Schreiber and Peter Bogdanovich. And someone else, because it is, after all, Dinner for Five. And John. And it was neat. And here's the main point of it, though. As soon as I pulled out, or rather pulled up in the car to the front of this studio, who comes out to say hello but the producer of the show? And the second I look at this guy, I said, he held his hand out, and I said, Peter Billingsley from... A Christmas story. And he had a big smile on his face. He said, yeah. He just lit up. And I said, how do you like that? You must have so many people say that to you. Because a Christmas story is, as you know, I'm sure, again, we all have the same sense. You and I, anyone listening to this out there, you must, if you haven't seen a Christmas story, see it. You'll love it. It's with Darren McGavin. And by the way, I wrote a movie called Pros and Cons which was made it didn't get a theatrical re- release but it's all it's been on well, it's been on cable for years it's about 8 years now uh 10 years and i it was the first movie i wrote and it was so much fun doing and i had a chance we cast Darren McGavin in it and as you can imagine the same thing with Peter Billingsley to say wow and just to talk about a christmas story he's passed on now Darren McGavin oh you know him as Colchak the night stalker he's, he's such a wonderful actor he was just wonderful and he was in the natural and so many things and he was in this thing that we did that i that i that i wrote it was so cool to go there every day and say just hear something else about a christmas story and i just saw again a few days ago Major League, which is a great movie. It's a wonderful movie. And I was saying to my wife, we were watching it with the kids again, and uh, I was saying again, you know what? It's such a shame that people have to categorize movies and novels. Well, this is a detective book. Well, this is an action series. You know, it's a shame because a book is either great or it's not, and a movie is either great or it's not, and a TV show the same, etc. And you know what? Major League is a great movie. It, it's great on every count. It has a true and a good love story, and a true, I mean, for the characters. It has a wonderful story it tells, and it works on every moment. I don't think there's a false beat in that movie. You're thrilled along the whole way. You're cheering along the whole way. And by the way, someone else, I'm so lucky and been, uh, to have a chance to work with some of these folks, James Gammon, who was a wonderful actor, passed on just a handful of months ago, I think five or six months ago, and I had a chance to work with him. He was a great actor, and he played the manager in Major League. He had that great, he says, mm, that's an interesting idea. He has that great voice. He was in Wild Bill Hickok, and I was. I got to know him because we were in a movie together called The Final Season, which is also a baseball movie. It's about high school baseball in Iowa. It's a very good movie, by the way, and uh, it uh, didn't, uh, didn't do that well on release, which is, oh, I guess uh, three or four years now, but you'll run into it somewhere. It's a good movie and a true story, and so here's and James Gammon was also in Silverado. He played. <laughs> he's what a great voice that guy had. Because I think there's only two guys up there, and this guy's one of them. You know, you, you, I know you know him already, even though I don't do impressions very well. 
And uh, But that was really something. And by the way, here's coincidentally how this wraps around. Or in this case, at least it does wrap around. When I started the show, I said, and everyone who likes hot dogs, because someone else in Major League, by the way, I just realized, and I had a chance to work with Corbin Burnson on a movie with Shelley Long called Frozen Assets. By the way, I'm sorry. I hope this doesn't sound like this is not name dropping. You already know me enough to know that it's not meant that way. It's not... It's not said that way. It's just that since we happen to be talking about this, and there's one other thing about it, but I've been very lucky, and I've worked pretty steadily, and you get to meet folks, and and uh, and I did. I worked with him on two things. One was Frozen Assets. The other one was a movie called Radioland Murders, which uh, which was also with people. I met a good friend named Stephen Tubolovsky, whom you know from Mississippi Burning, and the point is, so we all got drunk one night on the road and uh, making this thing. <laughs> and that's, as you guys know, it's a pretty good way to get to know someone. But who else was in that movie? Who else was in Major League? And this is why I started talking about hot dogs tonight. Of course, someone uh, who was recently in in the press a lot for reasons he might, uh, we might not pick, but Charlie Sheen, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because right here in Los Angeles, after taking the kids to school the other day, yesterday, after taking the kids to school yesterday, I was listening to, it's amazing how things tie in, because on KBC Radio, the Peter Tilden Morning Show with Teresa Strasser, who was Adam's partner, newswoman, on his radio show, and then for until she got that job... And so everything ties in together, and the point is they were talking about a hot dog stand called the Infield, which is right near me, which we go to, not all the time, we go there a handful of times a year. It's a terrific place. They have 40 different kinds of hot dogs, and they're really cool, and they have one for John Lovitz, and they have one for this guy and that guy, and it's very, very cool, though. And then they have baseball seats. It's very small, just 10 or 12 seats, and they're outside. But they're really nice people. And by the way, it's owned by, speaking of movies, <laughs> by Ken Davidian, whom you may, well, you will know. But if you don't know the name, I'll, I'll, I'll give you three more seconds. Ken Davidian played the friend of Borat in Borat. So Ken was the, well, I guess I don't have to say more than that. And I know the image you're thinking of already. And... Remember, that's some of the that shows you how tough and cool an actor can be. I was just saying that to Jeff before. Boy, some of those scenes, like the naked scenes, that's one you don't want to finish that scene and have someone say, "Okay, back to one, back to one." We have to do that again. You didn't get that? No, Ken, we gotta have to do it one more time. And well, really, you didn't get it. It's not even close. No, there was a hair on the le- a hair on the lens. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? You didn't check the gate. No, Ken, I'm back to one. Oh, my God. Uh, an action. And you do it again then. Okay, sorry. The lens cap was on. The lens cap was on? Are you crazy? But I met Ken at something else, and he owns this this place, the infield, the hot dog stand. It's just so cool that he owns it. And his son, and they own it together. His son's a writer. And it's so neat that they own it together. And... By the way, so I went there today because, I went there before the show because I heard on Peter and Teresa's show the other day that Charlie Sheen, who lives apparently right 
nearby in the area they have the hot dog stand. I don't know what it means when I'm moving my finger around in a circle like this. But he lives nearby, and he came by, they said, with a girlfriend. <laughs> Whatever in God's name that means. But I mean, and by the way, you know, I'm just enjoying the... the I'm not. This is not a put down of him. He's done some things I think that maybe may may not be great. But he's in. This is kind of like a giant American drama in a way. Watching this play out, and here's what I here's what I'm. It's not like watching an accident on the side of the road. I disagree with people who think that. It's not like saying, "Oh, he's just going to explode." As Jeff put it before, he seems to have a pretty good sense of his moment in time, and there's something playing out here that I think is fascinating. The point being, though, that he went to the infield, Ken Davidian's hot dog stand, to get a hot dog with his girlfriend, and he said to Ken's son at that point, hey, through the window while they're placing their order, he said, hey, how come there's not a hot dog named after me here? And he said, hey, give me a piece of chalk, because they have a blackboard there. And the guy said, well, write out the hot dog you want. And he did, and they call it now, it's a Charlie Sheen hot dog, but it's nicknamed, Charlie Sheen wrote this down, which I think is very witty. It's it's nicknamed The Winner, and I think that's very witty. And what it is is a Chicago dog, but with tiger's blood on it. So it's it's like a, it's like a very hot red sauce. And as soon as I heard that, I thought, you know what? I've got to get one. I wanted to tell you about it, and I've got to get one because life is so weird, folks. It's so interesting, constantly astonishing. As soon as Charlie Sheen and his girlfriend wrote that on the blackboard and ordered a Charlie Sheen, a winner, somebody tweeted that who was there. And then suddenly, you know what happens with uh, with Twitter, suddenly, in about eight minutes, there are 300 people in a line at this place to get a winner. And they had to run out and get more supplies. And I just think that's really cool that somehow a moment in life is created like that. And every day there was a line around the block. And the lo- all the local TV stations came out, all the local papers came out. Well, here I was. I heard it a week later on uh, Peter and Teresa's show on the radio after dropping the kids off at school. And that was yesterday. And I said, when I come down to do the show tonight, and by the way, I told one of my kids about it who likes hot foods, loves Chicago dogs. By the way, there's a lot to recommend about Chicago dogs. Let's be honest. They're very, very good. You get that larger bun. You get the Vienna beef hot dog in there. You get all those things happening, the tomato, the uh, little weird thin peppers, the electric uh, green Kool-Aid relish that somehow glows. Even in a cave, that thing would glow. And, uh, of course, onions. And uh, what else do they put on those? And celery salt. And uh, Chicago Dog is pretty good. It's a terrific thing. It's a very good idea, very specific to Chicago. You can have those in airports all over the place. They're really good. And this place, the infield, though, a guy came running across the street through traffic from Casa de Cadillac, which is one of this old Art Deco uh, Cadillac dealers. That's not Art Deco. I'm wrong. That's the 30s. It's uh, 50s and 60s design. It's in a lot of those coffee table books of cool buildings of, of L.A., one of those things. It's right on Ventura Boulevard, and across the street, this guy comes in every day. He came in from the shop, 
He comes every day to the infield and just says, give me two hot dogs, and they just give him whatever he says. The only rule is just give me whatever I didn't have yesterday. So he comes in for his dinner there, gets two hot dogs every day, and they just give him the next two, that whatever the next thing is that he hasn't gotten. So he just goes around the horn on the menu and keeps doing that every single day. And by the way, this guy is a young, fit guy, and he's just got a big laugh. He was so happy, and we just talked about that. That's what goes to show you. When you order the right kind of food, and I mean this with all my heart, because this is going to lead to another story, but I'll tell you about it in a second. This guy was so happy when he ordered that food, and we were laughing about that, both about the Charlie Sheen hot dog. So let me tell you first, I got the winner. I got the Charlie Sheen hot dog, which, again, is a Chicago dog, which is always going to be great anyway, and I always get some extra of the uh, the peppers on it, and... They make a French fry thing, by the way, that's pretty great. It's called the West Virginia. That uh, la- layer of fries, layer of cheese, layer of fries, layer of chili, layer of fries, and coleslaw on top. And if that doesn't sound pretty good, I believe you're listening to the wrong show. So, you know what? So I got that plus a Coke. And you know what? How do you beat that? How in the world are you going to beat that? And by putting the tiger blood on top of it, again, to me... I don't know the man. I don't know Charlie Sheen. I don't know what he's going through. I don't know if this is going to pull out. I don't know if he's clean. I don't know if he needs to be clean. I don't know anything about the conflict he's in. But all I know is it's created a watchable moment in American entertainment that has drama to it, that somehow is like a show, but in real life. And it's so cool, I think, that he stops in, says, how about this? Suddenly, everyone's coming to get one. Two people after me, a guy walked up, just pulled up in the car, parked, came running in and said, give me a winner. And it's just so neat that that happened. So I had this, I had the winner, and I told Jeff, I'm going to do it for them next week. I was going to bring Jeff and Chris one too. That was my plan, That, but I didn't want them to get cold. So my plan was to order them and get uh, bring a few by here, because there are a bunch of folks here. At, uh, we've talked about this before <laughs> at Ace Broadcasting, and usually they only have donuts from the Taft administration and some corn dogs. So at any rate, I was going to bring a bunch of these by and, you know, just five or six or something, but they already had a line, not a big line, like uh, five or six people. But that was going to be another half hour to get them, so I'm going to do that for them next week. But I had a Charlie Sheen. I had a winner, and you know what? It was pretty good. Not bec- It was great, not because just of that moment that... In, that I think has such interesting drama and wit to it, but that this guy, no matter what else he is or isn't, I think that was pretty witty to come up, step up and say, hey, why isn't there one for me? And uh, then he just takes a piece of chalk from them and just writes down the name of it, which I think is funny, the winner. And then then also just writes down, what is it? Oh, it's the thing I was going to have anyway with some tiger's blood on it, with some hot sauce, and we'll call it tiger's blood. And I thought, you know what? That's worth, I think that's worth the tip of the hat from from me, from all of you to say, you know what, whatever, whatever is happening with you, all right, that one moment has a cleanliness to it and kind of a purity. That's I think that's a pretty good comic moment in life. And so I had the, the, that, and I'm going to bring it to these guys next week. And it's great. The, 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 by the way, two things are interesting. One, and uh, 
And just in general, how do you beat food like that? How in the world? It doesn't mean that you can eat it three times a day or every day or even like the guy from Casa to Cadillac. He loves it every day. He gets a couple of hot dogs and that's his dinner. But you know what? How do you beat that for the price? How do you beat that for any of the fun of it? There isn't one person in that hot dog stand waiting online or sitting at those baseball seat tables. I didn't even mention that. They have baseball seats from Tiger Stadium, the old Tiger Stadium, from the old Comiskey Park in Chicago, from the old Bush Stadium. They have them from the old Yankee Stadium. They have It's a total of only about uh, 10 or 12 seats. But they're baseball fans, and they have tables with pictures of these parks on them outside. It's L.A., so it's outside, and they have an awning. So even in the middle of winter, which is now, it's 82. So you, know, you can sit outside and eat. But it's, it's so cool. And to eat that food, folks, as you well know, there isn't one person who doesn't have a smile on his face sitting there. And there are folks, people start conversations. It's like the friendliest place in America because the food is right. And by the way, let me just tell you this. I'm going to put this in your heads. Because they asked me, I know the folks there. I'm, you know, come there a few times a year, and uh, I'm going to take one of the kids back there. We're going to get a winner because he's got to have a winner. And uh, they asked me. They said, "Come up with a hot dog that you'd like, that I that I would like, and we'll put it up on the board there." And so you know what? I, I guess I have a couple of ideas. But then I said to Jeff, "Why don't I throw it out to you guys? And based on what you know about what we're all doing together here, what would you think might be on? Well." A Larry Miller hot dog. And first of all, we we, we wouldn't, uh, you know, something about, uh, well, I don't think it's our style to call it things like the winner or something like that. But that that was great for him. But uh, whatever you think might go on it, and it has to be things that can keep there, obviously. It can't be obscure food. You can't can't say like, uh, and herring from Norway, because it has to last, you know, a couple of months there so they can keep it in the fridge. So it can't be, uh, it can't be something too weird. Uh, but whatever combination you think might work on that, and uh, let's see what you guys come up with, and then and then we'll figure that out. But this is what this goes into, and I wanted to tell you this, and it ties back into something that I think might actually be, well, important in a way, because last weekend was my wife's and my 18th anniversary. And uh, which, as you know, is something of a show business record. No, it's not really, actually. But there's, it's, uh, and uh, we went out and our friends, who uh, really also, every, well, we know everybody's in show business. When uh, uh, Michael and Janice, they are God, uh, godparents to our first kid, and uh, they were the first uh, to hold him. And uh, they said they wanted to take us out for dinner for our anniversary. And they took us to this, I won't mention the name of the place, but it's a big steakhouse in Beverly Hills. It's a very fancy place. So my wife and I took a cab over the hill from the valley where we live to go to the restaurant because we figured, look, even if we're not going to drink a lot, and we're not going to drink a lot, even if you have two, well, this is stupid. Who am I kidding? I'm talking to you guys. I would have had two in 10th grade, but... This is, you know, we weren't going to drink a ton, but you're probably going to have, well, two or three, and uh, of those, in my case, you know, those giant punch bowl martinis, and then you're going to have uh, maybe a glass of wine with the steak, 
or two glasses of wine, or, you know, everybody gets a bottle. Not everybody gets a bottle. Well, yeah, in our case, everybody gets a bottle. But then, and then with uh, maybe an after-dinner drink, or you go out some... The point is that we took a car over there. This place is one of the fanciest places. Oh, this steak is terrific, everybody says. Everybody says, oh, if you want a steak, you have to go to this place. Oh, it's unbelievable. And you know what, folks? It was one of those things, and that's why I don't want to say the name, because they're nice people. They have a giant business. It's a famous place. And you know what, though? It was not terrible, but number one, it was so loud. And this is not me being cranky. It was so unpleasantly loud. The din was such a roar that was sitting there. Now, it's a four-top. It's four people at a table. It's a Saturday night in Beverly Hills. We're all dressed up. And uh, you couldn't hear a word. I mean, Janice was telling a story. And, you know, I, I felt like I should have an ear horn in from 1902. I'm saying, what? 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 And and my wife wasn't even mad at me because she knew she couldn't hear. No one could hear anything. And when you can't hear anything, you can't enjoy whatever it is. They brought the steak. How's your steak? It was terrible because when you can't hear, when you're not even present there, when you're not even in the experience of trying to relax and enjoy this zillion-dollar dinner— and I was looking forward. I thought maybe I'd have a good steak, a couple of martinis and a good steak. What's wrong with that? And you know what? I So I said afterwards, I realized, as you know, this is one of those places that dinner had to be 400 bucks for four people. 400, maybe it was 500. You know what I mean? To get Because you know how these places are. A steak is 39 bucks, 49 bucks. Plus each drink is, uh, you know, 18, 20, 25 bucks. And... You know that it adds up, and plus plus a tip, and you know what? And it was when people say, "Did you like the night?" It was a terrible night. And what I'm getting at is, it made me think of this show, of you, of the things we're talking about as we get to know this world of ours better. The same values we have, not just the cards, the Larry Miller Drinking Society, but what it means and what it began to mean to me was I realized I had three three words that were in my head. All night long there. Because when I finally got home, I didn't even eat the steak. When I finally got home with the steak and with my wife. And you know what? Everyone's in bed and everyone's fine and the kids are fine. And I went downstairs to our bar with a book and made myself finally a drink I could enjoy because it was quiet down there. And you know what? I put that bone on a plate and sat there. And I read, and I had a drink, and I had a little nibble of the thing, and I realized finally what we're looking for, what I'm looking for, and what I think you're looking for, those three words are time well spent. It's time well spent. That's what counts. doesn't matter where you go. You know what was time well spent for me today? That hot dog stand. That was time well spent. And everyone there knew it. Everyone there had a smile on his face. People came with their little girls and and said, here's a hot dog. We'll get a hot dog, honey. That is time well spent. And you know what? You can't beat that meal for a million bucks. And look, I hope these folks do well with their restaurant. They're already hugely successful. Oh, it's the biggest place in town for this or that. But you know what? It wasn't time well spent. It was just the opposite. It was annoying. I love my friends, and we laughed about it too because they knew it too. It wasn't just because of the noise. It was that, you know, you spend you spend a gillion dollars on the steak, and you know what happens when you bite into it? It's just okay. 
It's not even as good as some place you might go in Texas where they just kill the thing about eight minutes before, or it sees you pull into the parking lot. You know what I mean? And it, it it's not as good as that. It wasn't a tenth as good as that hot dog today at that stand. And I think that's what we're looking for. I didn't even know I was going to have the hot dog today, but that night of the anniversary when we went out on Saturday night, you know what? That's what we should have been looking for, time well spent. And we would have had a better time if the four of us as friends had sat in our house or their house. And what the heck difference does it make what you eat? It, you could order a pizza or make, or make some bologna sandwiches. You doesn't have to be that. You could cook a steak at home. You know what I mean? Of course you know what I mean. And then you mix up your own drinks and you sit there and then you can sit back and lean back like a gentleman and say, you know what? How do you like that? We're married 18 years, and we have good friends, and now let's have a toast. Instead of sitting there saying, what? What's that? What'd you say? And again, this is not me being cranky. Everyone in that place said, it's too loud. It's too loud here. So you know what? That's the theme for today, time well spent. And that story, oddly enough, it ties in with the Charlie Sheen hot dog. Good luck to him. I don't know what's going on there. But... Going over there, and I'm going to take my kid back this weekend. One of them one of them wants to try that spicy dog, and I'll get him one. And you know what? Then you send in, if you think of things, things that maybe would go well on a hot dog, well, a Larry Miller hot dog, or this week with Larry Miller hot dog. And you know what? Before I go, also I want to mention that that's why, that's why uh, there's so many other letters to read, but that's why also this is so... Cool. This is from Barry Coyle Esquire. It's so funny. You guys write great letters. And this is a handwritten letter. We'll get to more of this next week. I know, no, it's not like the Valentine's Day stuff where technically you never actually get to it. It's like the concept of a limit in calculus when you say you're four feet from a wall. If you jump half the distance every time, how many jumps will it take to get you to the wall? Of course, theoretically, you never get to the wall. But we will get to these. We won't get to the Valentine's Day material to next year or a couple of years after that. But we will get to these handwritten letters, and I just want to say that Barry wrote, I'm going to read the rest of this, but this is this is who we are. And you know what? Brian Roseberry wrote this thing, too. I'm going to, I'm going to get to a bunch of these next week, but Brian said, he, I don't think of myself as a man who gets something for nothing. This is about us giving the, the Drinking Society cards away. So in exchange for the card... And a lifelong dream fulfillment. It's very funny. He's kidding around. But he enclosed, he says, I enclosed for you my green lantern pin, which is a small token of appreciation from one fan to another. Wear it with pride, good sir, and keep up the great work. Well, that's a very flattering. And then he wrote down with an asterisk on the bottom, dictated but not written. And if you get why that's funny, and I know you do, it's so Old. It's so old style. It's the same as this as this person writing and saying, I want you to mention a band like the Phil Harris Orchestra. That's what we're going for, and that's what we're going to do here. We're going to keep doing it. And we get it. Jeff gets it. Chris gets it. Everyone else here gets it. Logan and Adam and all the guys here get it. Katie gets it. Everybody gets it. But you know what? Especially you get it, which is why this is very gratifying. I thank you for this, and I wrote back, by the way, I wrote back on that letter to Brian, you know, the... The oath, the Green Lantern oath, in brightest day and darkest night, no evil can escape my sight. Let those who worship evils might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. 
And every night, not every night, but when I read to, I won't be, I'll be back a little late to read to the kids, but uh, I always put on the Green Lantern light. We have a, the, the Green Lantern ring, and we have a Green Lantern light, and then I read Green Lantern. So anyway, and Flash and Batman, but I like Green Lantern best. So there's so much more to do next week, but that's the theme for this week is time well spent. So you know what? I know that now. Maybe someday I'll go to another good steak place again. But now I know enough, as my friend Michael said after that, we've got to scope it out first and say, is it loud? Does it sound like a bullfight in there? And you know what? Or can you sit like grown-ups? And by the way, there are kids in there too, meaning in their 20s, who said, you know what? It's too loud. It wasn't just us being cranky. So let that be the theme for all of us. Time well spent, folks. That's what we're looking for, and that's what we're going to try and deliver you on our show here. The 25th and 26th of March, I'm going to be at Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida. And uh, I'll have all my Green Lantern stuff, too. And uh, so, obviously, if you're there and if you're, uh, if you're a brother or a sister from the show, say hello. The show's website is www.acelarrymiller.com. My website is www.larrymillerhumor.com. Send us pictures of you and your Larry Miller Drinking Society card. Remember that. Get them taken in weird places. Nothing vulgar. Please, I, I shouldn't have to add. I'm sure I don't have to add that, but you know what I mean. Not the, what in the world is that? Oh, good Lord! You know, not anything like that. And so take a picture with the Larry Miller Drinking Society card and send them to Larry Miller Show at adamcarolla.com. And by the way, if you feel like it, I... I uh, I'm on Twitter. I tweet at Larry J. Miller, the just the initial J. And, uh, ah, it's enough addresses. Actually, that's all there are. Time well spent, folks. So remember, if you walked out of bed today and you had a job to go to and a home to come back to and some there who cares about you, folks, the game's over and you've won. And that is the truest thing I know next to time well spent. So thank you again. It means the world to all of us here on behalf of Chris and Jeff and everyone at ACE. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.